Your is named after a bathroom, huh? <laughs> That's funny. Ah, yeah. <laughs> in my day, we used to say, you have to go to the John. And then these fellas were named John. And I always thought, Turlin. Whenever I hear the name John, I think Turlin. And now whenever I have to go to the Turlin, I make a big, brown, beautiful duty in my pants. And here is your host, everybody, John Arez. Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome back to another edition of the Views from the John podcast. I am your host, John Erez, and welcome to episode number 43. I was just going to say it in Spanish, but uh, off the top of my head, I can't think what 43 is. Let's see. Uh, uh, on se, dos se, today se. No, am I saying that in French? No, that's on do trois uh, It's Spanish. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Once, doce, trece, catorce, quince, dieciséis, diecisiete, dieciocho, diecinueve, veinte. Veinte is twenty. Treinta is thirty. Uh, I don't know what forty is. So I don't know how to say forty-three in Spanish, but I do know how to say it in English. And welcome to episode forty-three. All right. Um, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I always do. Hand to God. I believe in God, by the way, as if you wanted to know that, right? But, you know, honest to God, um, I, I go back and I re-listen or I re-watch these episodes, right? Because uh, I am my own producer and editor, so I have to edit it and listen to it. And I got to be honest with you, the last two podcasts, when I went back and watched them afterwards, although they were semi-interesting, it wasn't funny. And I'm supposed to be a fucking stand-up comedian. And what keeps happening is, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's supposed to be a talk show format. Not everything we're going to talk about is going to be funny, especially when there's not a lot of whole funny shit going on in the United States of A right now, right? So uh, sometimes I tend to get off topic, and I get a little bit worked up and triggered. <sighs> But uh, today, we're really going to try to focus on all shit talk about funny shit. Uh, hopefully, you find it funny, so let's dive right in. All right. In case you've been living under a rock, and by the looks of it, some of you probably have been living under a rock, uh, there's been a giant tidal wave of over-PC correctionness ever since George Floyd was murdered, passed away, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I don't understand it, okay? I, I, I seriously can't begin to understand it. But we've talked about this the last several weeks, about how, you know, Colonel Sanders has been canceled, Aunt Jemima was racist, uh, you know, only white actors can voice white parts and black actors can only voice black. It, it, it's nuts. It's going way over the rails. But it really reached a pinnacle, I think, a week or two ago, and we haven't discussed this yet, to where the Washington Redskins felt it was finally time to cave in and change their name, even though the most popular, true fact, the most popular NFL jersey on American Indian reservations is the Washington Redskins jersey. The majority of the American Native Indian people were not offended by it. But somehow, because a black man was killed by a white police officer, the Redskins have finally caved into changing their name. And evidently, I read maybe 50 or 60 different patents were submitted uh, trying to get their new name. But for the time being, uh, the brilliant minds that own the Washington Redskins, not sure who the ownership is, or who was in this meeting, but they all got together, right, around this giant table, and they had this brainstorming session of what we could possibly call the Washington what, you know? And after they had this, uh, this meeting of these brilliant minds, they came up with the Washington football team. <laughs> It doesn't get any more basic than that. I would have loved to have been a fly on that wall. And they're just like going around the uh, you know, table of all these millionaires. 
what could we name our football team? Washington. Well, it starts with a W, right? So let's call it the Washington something with a W. The Washington Wizards. Nope, there's already a Wizards. And then Wizards would get offended, right? The Washington Warriors? I don't know. Maybe Warriors would get offended. And there, there's also a basketball team called the Warriors. So the Washington uh, Water Snakes. I don't know. Maybe snakes would get offended. So they're like, we're going to make this real fucking simple, okay? We're a football team, right? So let's call ourselves the Washington football team. It's perfect. Nobody can possibly get upset by that. But isn't that fucking nuts? So here we go, right? If we're going to take this politically correct bullshit and just go completely overboard with it, why do we stop there, okay? Um, you mean to tell me that there's nobody out there that are offended by red socks? Right? There has to be. Fucking Red Sox? What are you trying to say? Red Sox are good or bad? I wear Red Sox. I'm offended. Duh. So yes, just get rid of the Boston Bruins, the Boston Celtics, the Boston, uh, the New England Patriots, and the, uh, what sports team did I forget? The Celtics, the Bruins, the Patriots, and the Red Sox. Just call them the Boston baseball team, the Boston hockey team, the Boston basketball team, and the New England football team. It's perfect, right? You telling me that Cowboys aren't offended by the Dallas Cowboys name? Just call them the Dallas football team. The Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks are an NBA team. Are any of you Mavericks? Are you upset by the term Maverick? Just call them the Dallas basketball team. It's simple. That way nobody gets offended. Whatever, whatever city your sports team is located in, in whatever uh, sport they play, that's what we're going to name it. So if you open up a franchise in Albuquerque and uh, you're going to have a new football team, you're going to be called the Albuquerque football team. But seriously, how do some of these names slide and other ones don't? Not even the Native Americans as a whole were offended by the Redskins, but they had to change the name, and they couldn't change the name to the Washington uh, Gridiron or the Washington uh, Fish, just the Washington football team. But seriously, if you're going to get offended by Redskins, are you trying to tell me that there aren't Irish people out there that aren't offended by Notre Dame, the fighting Irish? What are you trying to say, that all Irish people fight and get drunk? No. So what are they? They're going to be the Notre Dame basketball team or the Notre Dame football team or the Notre Dame ladies lacrosse team? No more names. No more mascots. It's all offensive. Irish people aren't affected, uh, uh, you know, affected by the Celtic, you know? Celtic people aren't offended by the Boston Celtics? Come on now. If we're going to push PC, let's just take it all the fucking way, right? We can't get too selective. My God, you're going to cancel KFC and Aunt Jemima? Let's just go all the way with this, man. Just cancel fucking everything, dude. What else? What else would be offensive? I mean, you know, the fighting Irish, the Red Sox, the Gamecocks. I mean, just you name the mascot. You're going to find some Karen or Ken or some fucking idiot who's going to be offended by it. Why are we caving in? Do you really think the people who support Black Lives Matter in the woke movement gave a shit about the Redskins name? Maybe, but I don't think so. I think they're more focused towards uh, dismantling the police and police brutality. They don't give a fuck what the name of the Washington Redskins is. My God, dude. But it's just perfect. It's just so simplistic. You know, forget calling us the fish or the, or the boaters or the you know, Washington friggin' chain smokers. We're just going to be the Washington sport that we ever play. It, 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 it's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. Keep going. Keep going, America. Keep going. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Next up. Evidently. No, it's not evidently. This is absolutely real. But NASA, the National Aerospace Administration, I believe is what NASA stands for, they have designed a perfume that gives you the smell of outer space. <laughs> I shit you not. NASA has come out 
with a perfume or a cologne, or it might even be a, uh, uh, what do they call it? a unisex scent. What are you trying to say, that only women can wear perfume and cologne is only for men? That's so fucking sexist. All right, so anyways, NASA has designed a perfume or a cologne or whatever the fuck you want to call it, a scent that if you put it on you, it's going to make people, uh, it's going to make you smell like outer space, apparently. And the first glaring question that I had here is how the fuck does NASA know what outer space smells like? I know NASA goes up into outer space all the time, but it was always my understanding that if you, like, took your space helmet off in space, that your head would literally implode. So I want to know, who was the dude that somehow took off their space helmet in the middle of space and went... <laughs> Ah, space. So this is what it smells like. But somehow their head didn't explode or implode. And then they somehow, you know, concocted some kind of formula to make it into a space scent. You know, you got people, you got scientists, brilliant fucking people out there. You got scientists and all sorts of engineers and shit. And rather than working on a cure for coronavirus, a cure for, uh, you know, pollution, a cure to get the trash out of the ocean, we're coming up with the next and greatest boner pill to make your hair regrow, uh, to make you smell like you're in outer fucking space. Holy shit, dude. If I was a smart, brilliant scientist and I had the choice to either work on a cure for cancer or a cure for corona or to make the next best boner pill or to make a scent that makes you smell like you're in the South Pole or outer... Are you fucking... Dude, priorities, man. What are we doing? We got all these brilliant fucking scientists around, you know, building the next pill that's going to make you happy, <laughs> you know, or whatever. We're, we're, we're RX nation now, aren't we? But that's just great. A NASA perfume that smells like space. And they came up with the brilliant name for it. It's called O de Luna. Ooh, sounds so spacey. I believe Luna means moon in Spanish, so they call it uh, O de Luna. I don't know how much it costs, but I, I want to know. I would like to know, if anyone's out there from NASA, how did you guys sniff space to, to, to know what space smells like to stick it in a bottle? I don't know, but I would like to know what space smells like. I'm curious. All right, moving on really quick here. Uh, no, it's not going to be quick. I have a story before we get to the next story. Now, everybody knows that I don't like Donald Trump. Do I support him as a president? Well, I'll put it the way my buddy Mark P. wrote, right? Let's pretend that the United States is a big cruise ship and that Donald Trump is the captain or the uh, driver of that cruise ship. Nobody on the cruise ship wants the cruise ship to crash or sink. He is currently the captain of the boat. I don't want the boat to sink. You get it? But as a person, I hated Donald Trump 20 fucking years ago. And when the guy was running for president, I was like, whoa. And then when he won, I'm like, dude, if anybody but Clinton, Hillary Clinton, who somehow went from being nobody right to a U.S. senator, how do you make that move? You know, most people probably start off as like a local, uh, you know, maybe like a local city mayor of a town of like 20,000. Then they might move up to, uh, you know, like a state senator and then they might move their way up. But how the hell do you go from the president's wife right into a senator and then four years later you're running for president? And what I always love is I cannot imagine how bad Hillary Clinton must feel. Because literally, I truly believe in all my heart, hand to God, that if any other human being other than Hillary Clinton ran against Trump in 2016 or 15, whatever the fuck year it was, uh, Trump would have lost. There's just no way. A failed reality star that grabs pussies and we voted him in as president? What does that say about the person that he beat, Hillary Clinton? Just how bad was she that like 53% of America voted for him? Or I don't know. I, I think Hillary had more votes, but these stupid... Uh, uh, what do they call them? Swing states or fucking, I don't know. It, none of it fucking makes sense. There shouldn't be any swing states or states that count more than others. It should just be a straight across vote. If 51% voted in Hillary, then Hillary should have got it. 
despite these swing states or whatever that fucking crazy shit is. But anyways, um, so yes, that was my precursor to just how much I don't like the man. However, he is the captain of the ship right now, and I don't want the ship to sink. Does that make fucking sense? The guy does not carry himself well. He says stupid ass fucking shit, right? But I'm not... I'm not going to get into you right now. It, 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 it was explained to me what he's done with his presidency really well, and I'm just afraid that at this point, if you don't like Trump or you like Trump, you're not going to understand what the fuck I'm saying. So let's just move on. Some of you may have heard about this, and I'm going to read the article, but I'm going to precursor it with the article was obviously written by somebody on the far left. So when somebody on the left or far left is talking about Trump, they're going to absolutely make him look like the biggest idiot. And of course, when the right or Fox talks about Trump, they make him look like he's the next Jesus Christ, right? So this is an article that was obviously written by a Trump hater, but I think it's fucking hilarious because Trump definitely does and says shit that's just off the wall. You can't not roast him for it. You can't. You know? I don't remember Obama saying this much stupid shit. Um, but anyways, Trump is just an easy fucking target. I get kind of sick and tired of people always uh, trashing him just because it's gotten so old. But every now and then he does something so over the top or there's some kind of story that it just it tickles my phony bone. And this one did. But Evidently, Trump's new favored COVID doctor believes in alien DNA, demon sperm, and hydroxychlorine, uh, whatever. It's, uh, hydroxychlorine is some kind of drug that uh, evidently some doctors have been swearing that they've been curing corona with. Other people suspect that uh, it prevents it or cures it, so Trump's taken it. I don't know. Who the, who the fuck knows? There's so much misinformation out there. They want everybody being confused. You got half the country screaming at wearing masks. Other half of the country's like, fuck you, I ain't wearing a mask. Nobody even knows what a mask does anymore because there's just so many fucking people bucking the system and trying to, you know, uh, I, I got a GED, so I know what a mask does and what a mask don't. I don't need to be no fucking doctor. But anyways, here is the Trump article. All right, and this is the exact title of it. Trump's new favorite COVID doctor believes in alien DNA, demon sperm, and hydroxychlorine. I don't know what the fuck it is, all right? But it was written by somebody named Will Summer. And if I had to guess, I don't think Will Summer is a Republican or an independent because he bashes the fuck out of this lady and Trump. But listen to this for a minute, okay? So a Houston doctor who praises hydroxychloroquine says that face masks aren't necessary to stop the transmission of the highly contagious coronavirus. And she has become a star of the right-wing internet. Uh garnering tens of millions of views on Facebook on Monday alone. Donald Trump Jr. declared the video of Stella Emanuel a must-watch, while Donald Trump himself retweeted the video. Now, before Trump and his supporters embrace Emanuel's medical expertise, though, they should consider other medical claims that Emanuel has made, including those about alien DNA, and the physical effects of having sex with witches and demons in your dream. This can't be real. Remember the Onion? I don't even know if the Onion still exists, but it was a fake news site. They just purposely came up with the wildest and craziest stories they could come up with. And it was fucking hilarious. But it's like, I feel like real life has turned into like the Onion, where there's like real stories, apparently, that have some truth to them that are as crazy as you would have seen on The Onion. But evidently, I don't know if this is Trump's new favorite doctor. It could just be the fucking leftists writing this, saying that it's Trump's favorite new doctor. But evidently, Trump did retreat a video of this Dr. Emmanuel from uh, Houston. And uh, she praises the hydroxychlorinate, whatever the fuck it's called. But evidently, this left-wing nutjob that wrote this article says that uh, this doctor also believes in alien DNA and that she believes that uh, having sex with witches and demons are bad. 
Okay, solid logic. Let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit deeper. Emmanuel, who's the doctor, she's a pediatrician and she's a religious minister. She has a history of making bizarre claims about medical topics and other issues. She has often claimed that gynecological problems like cysts and endometriosis are in fact caused by people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches. So if you happen to have a cyst or endometriosis around your hoo-hoo, it could be because you're having sex with a demon or a witch. She also alleges that alien DNA is currently used in medical treatment and that scientists are cooking up a vaccine to prevent people from being religious. And despite appearing in Washington, D.C. to lobby Congress on Monday, she has said that the government is run in part not by humans, but by reptilians, which is a form of alien. So how is she Trump's favorite COVID doctor if she literally thinks that Trump and the entire Washington, D.C. administration are reptilian alien people? Don't get it. Uh, she gave her viral speech on the steps of the Supreme Court at the White Coat Summit, a gathering of a handful of doctors who call themselves America's frontline doctors. And despite the medical consensus on the novel coronavirus, the event was organized by a right-wing group, the Tea Party Patriots, which is backed by wealthy Republican donors. In her speech, she alleges that she has successfully treated hundreds of patients with hydroxychlorine, whatever they call it, a controversial treatment that Trump has promoted, and he says he has taken himself, but studies have, find, uh, studies have failed to find proof that the drug has any benefit in treating COVID-19, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, so here you go. You got the president and his son that wanted to praise a doctor that really believes in hydroxychlorinate. I, sorry, I can't pronounce it. And then they, the guy writing the article goes super deep down the rabbit hole and in an attempt to make Trump and the doctor look stupid, evidently pulls up some of her history and uh, reveals the history of her to discount her as a person or as a doctor because she believes in alien DNA and demon sperm. And, well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't know how deep we've gone down these rabbit holes before, but I believe that the majority of the world that we see around us is uh, fictitious. That there is a uh, classic example, the guy who literally found and built and designed Area 51, one of America's most top secret military bases, uh, where they're supposedly housing UFOs. Uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg, bro, when it comes to uh, that type of shit. But anyways, the guy who founded and built and engineered Area 51, I don't know how many years ago it was, it could have been 5, 10, 15, 20, on his deathbed, it, right before he died, he revealed that we, being America, have got shit buried in deep bunkers in the desert, in these top secret underground labs that far exceed anything that anyone has ever seen on Star Trek or Star Wars. And that was 15, 20 years ago. And I believe it. I totally do. I believe that there is uh, tons of human history that's been left out of history books. There is tons of shit that's happening and has happened that uh, only the elite know about. The rest of us don't. I believe we have technology that can literally take us to uh, another solar system in the blink of an eye. Uh, I, I do believe aliens exist. It would not surprise me if uh, some of the cures we have uh, have literally used alien DNA. And you might be hearing me right now or looking at me going, dude, you're fucking crazy. But if you think this world is just so simplistic that everything is black and white, that there can't possibly be an alien or a Bigfoot or that, you know, in top secret government labs, they're not fucking with alien DNA or uh, breaking into other dimensions. Bro, honest to God, in you know, a naive mind is a safe mind, but if you don't think this type of shit goes on and that there aren't major conspiracies, there is an ulterior motive to literally everything that happens in this world. Corona. I truly believe there's an ulterior motive behind Corona. It just didn't walk out of fucking Wu-Tang China, man. There's, it was engineered. It just didn't walk out on somebody's fucking foot, right? 
I'm telling you, everything we're going through, even from what the news shows you, do you realize the news is a for-profit organization? They're told what to show you and how to spin it to get everybody in this country all pissed off fighting each other. This is what they want. This is a plan on a massive scale from Corona to George Floyd to black lives to right wing, left wing. This is all a ploy to fucking separate everybody in this country. And that's what I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to bring everybody together and get everybody to fucking wake up. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm awake but I'm a different kind of woke. I, I'm just woken up to common sense and logic like it's just spread out before me. How other people claim they're woke, but yet they're, they act like they're a Ku Klux Klan member just with different, uh, I don't get it. But anyways, yes, evidently Trump's new COVID doctor believes in alien DNA. I think I believe in alien, day, uh, alien DNA too. But I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say that this uh, doctor is correct about people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches. I think that might be going a little bit too far. All right, next topic. I don't know how old you are, but I'm 42. Uh, the first decade of my life, the first full decade was the 80s. The second full decade was the 90s. I will go down in history saying that the 80s and then the 90s were, was literally the last two great decades. The 80s was the greatest decade in U.S. history, then the 90s was the greatest decade, and after that, it's just all gone downhill. So I feel like I was uh, 2 to 12 years old in the 80s and then 12 to 20 in the 90s. In some of the best movies, cartoons, everything came out and happened in the 80s and 90s. And uh, I want to say it was late 80s, early 90s, there was a comedy sitcom on TV. Don't know how many years it ran, but it was called Perfect Strangers. It was like two dudes living in an apartment and all kinds of crazy antics that would go around. Now, I haven't seen that show in, I don't know, 20, 25 years. But um, I still remember the character's name. And I just found out last week, after all the years of watching that show throughout my youth, that uh, there's, there's two characters on the show. Um, Balki Bartakamus, right? Balki Bartakamus was one of the guy. And then the other guy was named uh, uh, Larry or something. But honest to God, the Balki Bartakamus character always said... Um, he, he was always saying, Corson Laddie, Corson Laddie. So I thought every time he said that, he was literally saying somebody's name. He was saying Corson Laddie. Like the guy's name is Corson and his last name is Laddie. Corson Laddie. But that's actually not what he was saying. He was saying Cousin Larry. 42 years old, I just discovered that last week, and I was literally rolling on the ground being, how could I not get that? Listen to how close it sounds when I use an accent. I'm going to say both. See if you can figure out which one I'm saying between Cousin Larry and Corson Laddie. Corson Laddie? Cousin Laddie. <laughs> Pretty close together, right, when you're a kid. So yes, I just realized the other day after all these years that he wasn't saying Corson Laddie. He was saying Cousin Larry. Jesus H. Christ. All right, what are we, about 28 minutes into this bullshit? All right, next topic. You know what's, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a saying that's been going around for I don't know how many years, and uh, I want to roast the fuck out of this saying because this saying uh, makes it, it kind of cheapens the experience. All right. How many times has somebody called you up or texted you or whatever and said, hey, I'm having an event or I'm chilling at my house. You can stop by if you want. Stop by. Like somebody calls me up, right? Yo, I'm having a big birthday party for my daughter. It's going to be from like noon to six. We're going to have cake and fucking pizza and a pool party, blah, blah, blah. And oh, by the way, you can stop by if you want. That just cheapens the experience to me. Like you're having this big party and instead of just saying, hey, come over, enjoy it with us. You're like, hey, you can stop by if you want. What I can like cruise by the party like a fucking drive by honk and wave. You know, I can pull in for a minute. 
just run into the backyard. Hey, everybody. Hey. Okay, I'm leaving now. Hey, John stops by. It's like, fuck it, hey, dude. Can't just say, hey, I'm having a party for my kids. Why don't you come join us? Have a good time. No, it's like, hey, man. Uh, yeah, we're doing all sorts of fun shit. And uh, I don't know. I guess you can just stop by if you want. Stop by? Why don't you invite me? Say, hey, we'd love to have you. But how many times has somebody said that to that? Hey, we're doing this, that, and the other fucking thing. Why don't you stop by? You know, stop in for a second and then get the fuck out. It's like, Christ, dude, you can't use a different term. Why don't you come over? We'd love to have you. Now you feel like the experience is uh, like you're wanted there, you know, and you're invited there. But when they say, like, stop by if you want, yeah, I'm just going to drive by with my window down. Hey, I stopped by. Hey, fucking Christ. So, yeah, next time you go to invite somebody to something, just try to think for a couple seconds before you say something to somebody. Because something as little as that in this new normal of this 2020 wokeness that we're living in, saying somebody can stop by could be very disheartening. Stop by? What do you mean? You don't want me there? I could, I could just roll by like a drive-by? So come on, man. Next time you need to, you know, you want to invite somebody over, say, hey, we're having a party. We'd love to have you. Just don't say, hey, you can pop in for a minute. What the fuck is that? Like everybody else gets full access to the party from noon to six, but I can just pop in for a fucking minute. Like that's all I'm fucking allowed to do. Holy shit. Oh, God. You guys own a dog. I love dogs. I've wanted a dog my whole life. When I was growing up in my parents' household, we started off with a cat, then the cat passed, and then we had a dog. And then the uh, dog after 16 years passed. And I gotta tell you something, I lost my mother last year, and that was by far the toughest thing I've ever had to deal with. But if you've ever lost a family pet, that can be tragically as difficult, if not more difficult, than losing a human friend. Uh, just because a pet is just always there for you. They're always happy to see you. They don't really piss you off. They're nothing but love and affection. You can talk to them. They want to hang out with you. They don't talk back. They don't ask for anything but to be pet and fed, right? And you love them. You love them. They're so fucking innocent. And then when they pass, it's, 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 it's incredibly difficult. So I've had a lot of dogs. No, I haven't had a lot of dogs. Why did I just say that? I've had one fucking dog. I want to have a dog. I really do. But at the current time, with how much I move around and travel and where I live and all this kind of shit, it's, it's not the right time. Uh, just like it wouldn't be the right time right now for me to have a kid, even though I want to have a kid. I'm trying to be responsible, people. All right? I know it's a fucking foreign concept. All right? So anyways, dogs. Love dogs, right? Now, I don't think it's... Uh, uh, a big secret that dogs, right? They have a really good sense of uh, smell and taste and they have incredible hearing, right? So I was thinking about that the other night. I was like, if dogs have such an incredible sense of taste and such an incredible sense of smell and 80% of smell is taste and taste is smell, then why do dogs eat their own vomit and dog shit. Anybody? Any ideas? Just think about that. Dogs, they have this incredible fucking sense of taste and smell. Way exceeding anything human. And even in dogs, 80% of it, of taste or smell is taste. And they have incredible fucking uh, smell. So if they're smelling puke or dog shit like we are, and we're repulsed by it, and they can even smell it more hardcore, and they can smell it, and smell is taste, and then they eat it, are we missing something here? Should we be eating dog shit? Do dogs know something about vomit and uh, shit that we don't? I don't know. Maybe if you season, and season it and cook it right? I don't know. But isn't that nuts? 80% of smell is taste. So if you smell dog shit and it doesn't smell very good, it's probably not going to taste good. And dogs have an incredible sense of fucking smell, but yet they eat their own vomit and puke and they eat birds and remote controls to your television. I don't know. <sighs> you ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time 
Elvis Presley. You know, I actually thought that's where the term honky came from. You know, honky is a uh, racial slur against white people. But white people, I don't know, white people don't mind being called racial slurs. I don't know, you can call me a whitey, a cracker. Uh, what is it? Whitey, cracker, uh, cracker, you motherfucking cracker. Uh, whitey cracker, uh, whatever the fuck it thinks. White people don't. Sticks and stones, right? Call me a cunt. I don't care. If my best friend calls me a cunt, I might care. But if he did, he's just calling me a cunt because he's, you know, we're Boston fucking people. We fucking roast each other's balls off, all right? All right, so anyways, um, so yeah, dogs eating their own shit. That's some sense of fucking smell, huh? All right. One little last topic, and then we're going to wrap this fucking up for today. Um, let's see. I got four topics here, and I got one left to talk about. So what should we do? Flip a coin twice and see which one we're going to land on. Um, I have a fucked up story to tell you to just give you a little bit of an insight about just how non-empathetic or non-commonsensical some people are. And then I have another... Uh, little rant about another fucking saying, the rat's ass saying. Let's just quickly go over that. How many times has somebody told you that they couldn't give a rat's ass about something that you're doing or saying, right? But literally, has anybody ever had a rat's ass to actually give? Like, let's say right here, I had the actual ass of a rat, right? And then somebody says, I couldn't give a rat's ass. So you're trying to say that you don't care about this so much that if you literally had a rat's ass sitting right there that you wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> Anyways, let me tell you about this, and I'm going to title this story. It's called Eavesdropping in the Cemetery. Uh, last year, it was July 25th or July 24th of 2019. It was the 16-year anniversary of the death of one of my best friend's brothers. And I went to visit him on, his in, uh, on the anniversary of his passing um, to the cemetery. And I spent about an hour there. And it's a giant cemetery, uh, literally nobody in the cemetery, very peaceful, very quiet. And I sat down next to his grave, and I had a conversation with him like he was right there for an hour. Okay? So just picture this. You're literally kneeling next to a close friend's grave who's been gone for 16 years, and you're having a conversation with this person. Now, all the while, there is a mother and daughter that has come into the cemetery not to visit a past loved one, but she's riding a bike. And it's, you know, a cemetery, so there's not a lot of cars. And I don't have a problem with that. People go through walks down the cemeteries all the time around here, right? But here's where it gets interesting, okay? I'm literally laying next to my friend's grave, having a private, emotional conversation with him. And this woman and the daughter, like a 30, 40, 50 acre cemetery, were the only ones in there. They come walking right up to me, two feet away and then stop and then they start listening to me talking to my dead friend all the while i can see them out of my corner they're literally like right fucking here as i'm having a private conversation with a dead friend and they're standing right there listening to me watching me and honest to god i'm sitting there on the ground on the grass talking to my friend and I see these people out of the corner of my eye, and I look at them like this. And if looks could have killed, they'd be dead. And I'm just looking at them like, what in the fucking Christ are you doing? You see me sitting here in tears, pouring my heart out to a dead friend that's been gone for 16 years in the middle of a cemetery. And you're going to come up to me and just listen two feet away from me to my conversation. Who the fuck does that? Who? And I looked at this lady and I didn't even need to say anything. I looked at her with this look of like, what on God's earth are you fucking doing? And it was just this look that I gave her where she grabbed her daughter and she gave me the evil eye back. She's like, let's go. What do you mean, let's go? 
oh, this guy's not going to let us listen to his private conversation with his 16 fucking year old dead friend. Holy fuck, huh? But that is just the uh, way of a lot of people. I keep telling you guys, I live in a little suburb outside of Boston, which is one of the most liberal cities in this entire country. This entire city is full of LGBTQ, Black Lives Matter, uh, people from all different races and sexes, and we all tend to get along, okay? Despite all the different people here and all the different opinions, left, right, far left, far right, whatever. There's a whole mixed bag in this city, and we all seem to kind of get along, right? But it's just amazing to me, because this lady looked like a Karen. This, this, this is the type of lady that lives in this city that I live in that would literally scream at somebody for not wearing a mask or she would scream at somebody if they drove down her street too far, but yet she doesn't have enough empathy or common sense to not walk up to a dude in a cemetery and eavesdrop on his conversation with a dead person. It literally makes my head want to explode because, you know, I've always said this to people, I can handle any news. You could tell me that uh, tomorrow I'm gonna be put to death or that tomorrow the world's gonna end. As long as I have a good explanation as to why, I'm fine. I'm very curious. I just wanna know how and why about everything and things that really trip me out that I can't even put common sense into any kind of you know, way to make it make sense, it blows my mind. It's like the eighth wonder of the world to me. And at this point in 2020, there's like 8 million things that are just blowing my mind that no amount of logic and reason and statistics and common sense can even cast a net to get in the same fucking atmosphere as some of this shit that people do. And it's, it's amazing to me. All you have to do before you do anything or say anything is just process it for a minute and think about it. Think about whatever you're gonna do or say and how it might affect that person in front of you. Or think about whatever you're gonna do or say and how it might negatively affect you or other people five minutes down the road or five years down the road. It's called tact. It's called empathy. It's called common fucking sense. So next time you're in a cemetery, maybe just going for a walk, and you see like somebody like crying on a headstone, just walk right up to them and just stand next to them. And when they say, can I help you? Just be like, no, I just wanted to stand next to you and see you fucking cry over your dead husband here at the cemetery. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Eavesdropping in the cemetery. That's what happened to me almost a year ago. And uh, as a memorandum, this just past July 25th was the 17 year anniversary and uh, I'd like to dedicate this episode 43 to Andre. You are incredibly missed and um, I hope you're just rocking it out in heaven brother just living it up and uh, you should know that your family is in good hands and uh, your brother's in good hands and having a good life. Uh, your, grand, uh, your nieces are beautiful and uh, anyways, yes, this episode number 43 goes out to uh, my best friend's brother and uh, my friend, Andre. So uh, 17 years, um, God bless you. Anyways, this episode, like I said, has been dedicated to Andre. That's about all I got for you today, man. I'm trying to make this shit short, sweet, get in, get out, do what I got to do, right? Not jilly jelly. So thank you again for turning tuning into another episode episode 43 of the views from the john podcast i have been your host john eras i hope you're having a fantastic summer it's almost august it's almost over so get out and enjoy and wear a fucking mask would you would you i saw a video today of somebody who was on vacation just outside of uh, charleston south carolina nobody down there wearing masks or social distancing. But up here in Massachusetts, where we're all still social distancing and wearing masks, but yet everything is completely open, you know how many cases we have in the western half of Massachusetts right now? Hardly any. We're, we're completely open. Car dealerships, bars, everything, restaurants, completely open. We're just social distancing, and when we can't 
when we come within five feet of some or six feet of somebody, we put a mask on. And because of that, COVID is like gone from the state right now. But then I see other people in other parts of the country going like, I ain't wearing a fucking mask. Everybody take your masks off. It's like, dude, are you a doctor? Okay. Maybe one of these days I need to just explain to people with common sense. I'm not a doctor, but I do know what a mask does and does not do. And if you really need to know, if you can't figure it out for your own, that a mask is definitely going to help to some level protect you and other people from you because you could be carrying it. I don't know what else to fucking say to you. I get it. Everybody's pissed off. They want to have graduation and go back to school and go to the beach and blah, 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 make out with random fucking people. But dude, you got to understand that you might be young and healthy and you don't want to wear a mask, but how bad would you feel if you found out that because your ass couldn't fucking wear a mask or you couldn't social distancing that you directly killed somebody's grandparents? Granted, if you're young and, and healthy, if you get COVID, you're probably going to fucking live, dude. It's not about you, okay? It's about your grandparents and the people who are immunally compromised that if they get it, they're going to be fucked up. So try to wear a mask, not because it's for you, but because you're trying to be part of the solution and not part of the problem, okay? Now, here's how I feel about it. If we're outside and we're keeping a six feet or bigger distance, we don't need to wear a mask. But if I go into a store and it's like the CDC guidelines for Massachusetts to wear a mask in a store, I do. Why am I going to fight that system? Putting a mask on and going into a store isn't a big deal, guys, okay? And if you're outside and you're further than six feet away from anybody, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you get in closer proximity than six feet, you should. I don't know why everyone is bucking and fighting about this. It's, it's super simplistic. I don't get it. You got some people that are literally livid at other people not wearing masks. Bill Burr is one of them. Bill wears a mask everywhere he goes. And even if he sees somebody that's like in the middle of the woods, 100 feet from him, he'll get pissed at that guy for not wearing a mask. But in that situation, you don't have to. If you can't keep a six-foot distance from everybody around you, you have to have a mask on. But if you can stay at least six feet away from everybody, then you don't. What is it so hard to understand? So in certain situations, you have to wear a mask. But in other situations where you can keep further than a six feet distance, you don't. It's that simple. So people who are like, nobody needs to wear a mask, you're wrong. And then people like Bill Burr who want to get pissed off and cat it out to everybody who uh, doesn't wear a mask, you're wrong too, Bill. Okay? There's a fine line here. When you can't keep a six foot distance or you go inside of an enclosure, you gotta have a mask on. But if, you can, but if you're outside and you're further than six feet from somebody, you don't have to wear a mask. It's that simple, okay? I don't get it, I don't get it. You got people like making ranty uh, viral videos going, everybody take your mask off, this is fucked up. And it's just like, dude, no. And then you got other people going, everybody has to wear a mask 24 seven inside their house. And it's like, no, you're wrong too. I don't get it. Did Fauci and the left and the right news media outlets fuck this up that much where you guys just can't use common sense to figure out what a mask does and doesn't do? Do I really need to explain it for you? Because I can, but I'm not a doctor. I just have common fucking sense. Why is that so missing these days? Anyways, I'm going to sign off again. Episode 43 of the Views from the John. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys are having a great summer, and we will talk to you on episode 44. Maybe next week. Hope you're having a good summer. And, uh, yeah, see you later. Bye-bye.